Welcome to Inspiring Journeys. I'm Paul Stressner, and alongside me are the incredible Adriana Ferns and the unstoppable Terry Nelson. Hey everyone, it's Adriana here from a challenging path to becoming a fitness instructor. I've learned that every step counts in the journey to better self. Hey, what's up everyone? I'm Carrie Nelson, your obstacle course crushing adaptive athlete warrior, Spartan races, major marathons. I'm breaking barriers and redefining what's possible. And I'm on a mission to run a 5K in every state, shining a spotlight on the charities that make a difference in each community. But on Inspiring Journeys, we're not just about conquering personal goals. Our podcast is a celebration of resilience, determination, and the transformative power of personal growth. We'll be sharing stories of individuals who have faced challenges head on and emerged stronger. And you know, life is a series of obstacles and I've learned to turn them into stepping stones. Let's inspire others to do the same. That's right, and it's not just about our awesome guest stories. It's about yours too. We want to ignite that spark within you, encouraging every listener to embark on their unique and inspiring journey. So get ready to lace up your shoes, break down those walls, and join us each week as we explore the extraordinary paths that lead to growth, triumph, and ultimately, an inspiring life. This is Inspiring Journeys. Let's run, climb, and soar together. And welcome to our inaugural episode of Inspiring Journeys. I hope you all really love this. This is so exciting. I'm so thrilled that we're doing this, kind of opening up to a whole new world. Um, I wanted to start off by um, kind of like giving a mission statement type of thing, say what we're all about here. Mm -hmm. See, I, I I wrote this down, so I'm sorry. If it sounds like I'm reading, I actually am. So <laughs> I can keep my thoughts together because right. I <laughs> go off on tangents. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like make uh, us a shirt that, or a cup that's like going off on tangents. Yeah. Or tangents. Yeah. Like, instead of running tangents, it's just tangents. tangents. Yeah, just tangents. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to embark on a transformative adventure with inspiring journeys where every step is a story waiting to be told and every tale sparks the flame of inspiration that's it like i uh, part of it has to do with my writing like um when i got my master's in creative writing recently and i'm really like tapping into that creative storytelling type of thing because i've been a computer programmer for this year i'll be 20 wow this year i'll be 28 years i've been in program for wow. 27 wow. and I, i'm more of like uh i enjoy writing and storytelling that's my jam and yeah. i finally like i'm finally back on track for that so that's one of the things um this was previously journey of the roadrunner but i think the runner has such a powerful is such a powerful world word that um people think that it's only about running but i want to focus more on people's journeys so and their stories and um yeah and it in my 2024 word of one word theme is fire so i kind of like that you know i'm gonna spark some flames of inspiration into everybody we're gonna navigate the profound narratives of those who've conquered mountains face challenges head on and emerge stronger than ever so that, you know everybody has their challenges and everything and it, it is really inspiring to see people overcome it and then gives you hope that you, if they can do it you can do it and so like i said like this isn't just a podcast it's a celebration of the human spirit we bring you real stories from real people who've never navigated life's twists and turns and emergence victorious you know from triumphs to 
to tribulations. Our guests share their inspiring tales and our hosts provide insight that ignite the sparks within. So this is going to be definitely, um, we had a ton of guests on Journey of the Roadrunner, but um, this is really going to be focused on guests. And yeah. We have a hell of a lineup coming up right off the bat, starting <laughs> start yeah. next week. So and this is going to be very exciting. And our mission is, you know, it just not just, you know, podcasts to talk to you. We're a movement. And our mission is twofold. is to share incredible stories that inspire and to encourage every listener to embark on their unique journey, discovering the paths that they are meant to tread. So we're going to do this weekly. I committed this um, on my 24 list. I want to do a podcast every week and be consistent with it. And so far, so good. Yeah, you do so, good. Yeah, so I made sure I'm doing this by um, scheduling it, our recordings on Sundays. And I plan to have the episodes posted up on Wednesdays. So I figured that gives me enough time to edit and everything. Yeah. And I'm going to try to, um, I'd like to make this also like on YouTube, but that, that yeah. might take, that's, a, I'm still learning the video editing process. I but... can help you with that. That's like my background. My, oh, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> so my, my background, um, you know, obviously still is what, where a lot of my photography background is right now, but um, I worked in, in news for the better part of. 15 years, uh, shooting and editing video and all kinds of stuff. So, and I teach it. So, um, I'm more than happy to take on that responsibility for you and help you get that off the ground. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be able to send you like the zoom video and yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I have this editing software. So I've like, kind of like, it's like really complex and it <laughs> it's like a professional, uh, no, I forget the name of it. It's been a little while since I used it. Um, Premier something 365. Avid. Um, da Vinci power director power director oh I don't even know that one um I, I edit on premiere or avid so I'm which okay. is yeah um so like I said I, I'm completely comfortable with that and that's really easy stuff to edit and and put together and um at least to get it off the ground and then we can even start to do graphics and and all that stuff eventually too with motion and and all that fun fun jazz Ooh, so, I love that. All right. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. yeah that was, uh, That's my background. That's uh, a treat. <laughs> I'm over here trying to teach myself and yeah, why you invent the real wheel, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can I can definitely help you so that you're not tearing your head, your your hair out of your head. <laughs> because it is frustrating. It's it's definitely it's a learning curve for sure. It, and uh for for the people that haven't been in it and are learning it down the road, it, it's a real massive learning curve. The kids nowadays can boop 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 and they're good to go. But um those of us that are coming in from a little further down the line have a little bit of a curve to <laughs> <laughs> so. I I started well well by Commodore 64, but when I was in college um i was using windows 3.1 that's how mm. far back i go so <laughs> yeah i mean i when i started editing when i was uh, first started in journalism and working for wabi we were deck to deck editing so we had two decks and we would pop the the tape in that we shot all of our video on and then we had a blank tape on the other side and you had an edit controller in the middle and you would literally put your endpoints on one tape and put the endpoints on the other tape and that's how you would 
create your story, like from just transfer from one deck to the other. So like uh, way so, back then, that's what, <laughs> that's how it was done. And now it's all fans. So now easy. you can just like, I, I'm always like, you kids don't know how easy you have it. Like, <laughs> literally it goes with everything, flip, right? It goes with everything. <laughs> you never had to sit in a library in college and right? study. They just like Google everything, right? I was like, you don't have to sit in a library and learn the Dewey Decimal System and like all the other things that like. <laughs> but yeah, like it's so much easier now because like they you just like take the clip. They don't like it, they can delete it, or if they make a mistake, they can like Control Z. Like when you made a mistake with deck to deck editing, it could like literally cost you an hour and a half of your life. <laughs> like oh, <wow>. it was, <laughs> yeah. It, so I'm your girl. I can help you with that. All right, so Perfect. we'll have videos. Re <laughs> <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, so we'll start off of talking about our own journeys for any new listeners, because hopefully we'll have like a brand new set of listeners and keep growing. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll first I want to start off saying things that we're grateful for, and I'm really grateful for this fresh start. And everything I built before leading up to this, my journey of the Roadrunner and finding some incredible people, including you two <laughs> and our yeah. awesome guests that are coming on. I, yeah, I'm really grateful to be doing this and hopefully inspiring people. So um, it's first I'll talk about my journey so far. Um, I started... My running journey when I was in high school, I ran high school cross country and um, I wasn't exactly one of the top runners, but I, I did okay. And I ended up being the cross country captain. And then I kind of like fell away from it. I had joined the Navy and I did some running there to, um, you know, stay in shape. And and then like I would stop and then I start gaining weights so and I start running again. <laughs> it was like up and down. And then after I got out of the Navy, it was really sporadic when I would run and I really got out of shape. And then eventually I joined the gym and I started with the um, Dawn as a personal trainer for like a, a program to start off to learn about the gym, learn how to use the equipment and everything. And I was at the gym for about a year and I wasn't really seeing the results. Like I was doing all the same weights and doing the elliptical and treadmill and everything. So I was, I was like, yeah, I really need a personal trainer to help me out. So I'll um, see if Don could be my personal trainer. And then, um, and then like in the meantime, I'd be like on the elliptical machine and I didn't know her at the time, but I'd see Adriana walk across with a client and have them doing these crazy ass exercises <laughs> in the corner. What the fuck? I would never want to do that. That must be like a college athlete or something. <laughs> so then when I asked for her to have daughter, they uh, said that she had like a major injury and she wouldn't be back for a few months if she was even going to come back at all. So they said, um, do you want to hook? hooked me up hooked, yeah they asked to hook me up with somebody else and i asked if there was anybody in particular i said oh no, i don't care you could pick anybody and then he of course he picked adriana <laughs> <laughs> but i think like i think i met you like a few weeks before that because i was like stretching out in the back room there yeah. it was it was in the morning and um i don't know if you had just finished with the client or something but um you were saying how glad I was there uh, working out in the morning. Not that many people like to work out in the morning. And then you would tell me about your um, 
free boot camp it had just ended because it was like in september because adriana Yeah. does a free boot camp in the summer in bristol That's cool. so she's telling me about that so we kind of like knew each other a little bit so then they set me up with adriana <laughs> and then um in our first session i was giving my background and i had mentioned that i was uh um the captain of the high school cross-country team and then It was like you got his eyes lit up and said, Oh, there's a um downtown jingle. This was in October, and she said, Oh, there's a downtown jingle in December. I'll have you ready to do the 5K for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did. <laughs> yeah that was like you my did that was my first race. That was in yeah 20 something, like maybe wow the first time I ran a race in like 25 years at least. wow And um I ran the whole thing with Adriana without stopping on my first 5K. yeah And that's awesome it was great. It was like all that energy just really excited me. Then, then we jumped from that to an obstacle course race, <laughs> which <laughs> I ended up uh, having this freak injury that, you know, like we had trained for it really well and everything. It was just like a free, freak accident. You can never plan that. Like, It was it's just one of those things that, like, if you just misstep <laughs> the wrong way, like, that's all it takes is. and it flooded. And it, it, the guy who designed the course is just like a random farmer. It was the most, my favorite 5K, but the most dangerous one I've ever done. Like, he was Was just it, a farmer, uh, the uh, was tough it in scrambler. Barry? No, it was in um, Rehoboth, and Rehoboth, everything that's was like it. concrete pillars. Like, Oh, if God. you fell, you were hitting concrete. Remember the concrete <laughs> barrels that he filled? yeah. And the, but it flooded. It rained really bad and like they probably should have canceled. And he like, so when you jumped at, like over the water, you weren't able to hit the ground. Like you were jumping in water Oh, no. and In it was in water, usually yep. rock. He, Paul jumped right onto like a, a rock pile basically Oh, God. and rolled his ankle in it. Yeah, it was a dangerous race. Yeah, that's... It was dangerous without the flood. And like, we couldn't believe they were still doing it. Like we woke up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, the race is still on. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be Going some to fun. be miserable. <laughs> Buckle it was up. raunchy. It, but Paul finished. <laughs> Paul, you finished. yeah, you're finishing You know, it with a bad ankle. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> it's that But then adrenaline I, you know, kicks in, right? Like it's just like you gotta. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. yeah, I was We're like, gonna go to keep the gym. on And he's doing like, this. we're finishing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. yeah. Then I got home and took my sock off, and my ankle just blew right Then up. you're like, maybe I'm not <laughs> fine. yeah. <laughs> I always do that with coach. Like when we were talking to coach the other day and like, that's the perfect, like, that's like me textbook, right? I'll like injure myself and I'll, I'll tell Denny, I'll be like, so just a heads up that I was running and I twisted my ankle. It's fine. I was able to get back up. I like sat there for a minute and, you know, just like waited for the pain to pass and then it was fine. I'm good. Don't worry about it. There's no swelling. And then like two hours later, I'd be like, so like... There's some swelling in my ankle. <laughs> and I, I can see him shaking his head from, from well, then Florida, but now Georgia. But yeah, that's textbooks me. I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it ended up taking me like months to get better. I actually, I think I probably tried coming back too soon and then I started running races again, but then my ankle would flare up. So then I was down for the winter. And then when I was um, coming back the following summer, I was on a run. And then I just got the idea that I love traveling. And um, at that time I was blogging, so I love writing. So, I, and then I figured I will um, combine like the running and the writing and the blogging into the road runner and then one of the first races i did after that downtown jingle was um finished for a guinness and they raised money to fight als and at that time i didn't had no idea that 
people did races for charities. I didn't know they raised money for charity. So that really like lifted me up. That really inspired me too. So, um, so I wanted to combine all of that, that while I was on a run, you know, sometimes you're running and then, you know, these ideas come to you. So that's what happens. So that's how the journey of the road runner started. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I've had my ups and downs since then, you know, different injuries. I had, a uh, broken a, a fractured shoulder socket in another obstacle course race before I even got to an obstacle. So... <laughs> you are not but... making my case to get <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I told Daddy that I only had um out of four races I did, I I had catastrophic injuries in only two of them. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only catastrophic. Two of them were only catastrophic. I'm so bad. Like I I I'll get into it when I do mine, but like I've torn my rotator cuff, I twisted my ankle, I ripped uh, something in my forearm uh, during Worlds. Like I I've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so, good. Yes, yeah, so that that's my running journey, and I'm also um, a writer. I'm right working on a memoir series called Journey of the Roadrunner. I'm going to cover ten states and five book series. So yeah, a lot going that's, on. That's, so. that's really cool. I, I yeah. think it's really like, and, and to, I've always been intrigued with, with the, you know, running every single state. And I think that's a really cool way to kind of be able to see what totally. each state has to offer. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's so easy, like when you're, you know, out, like you have your specific places that you vacation that you not might not normally want to go to like, you know, Omaha or Oklahoma, Ohio. <laughs> Ohio, right? Like you're, yeah. those are places that you're not gonna like. Be like, let's go vacation in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I always end that like with why, like Ohio, why? why? You know, like it's just like why? <laughs> right. like, what you are know, you gonna do? Right. What are you run. gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna run like yeah and like yeah. there's a Spartan race in in Ohio so like um that's a reason to go to Ohio but right. um I think it, it's a cool way to be able to experience what all these different states actually do have to offer and the little like intricacies that make them who they are and what they are you know so it's, mm -hmm. it's a really cool way to kind of expand you know your horizons and your perception of the world while getting to do something that's fun at the same time. Totally. Yep, exactly. Yep. And, and I'll, you know, tell the stories of, you know, each state and the charities on it because I've tried to do this for some yep. awesome charities. So, uh, yeah. So, which is awesome. That is really cool. And the charities mm -hmm. are, it's, it is a challenge, charity, like getting the, the funds raised for some of them mm -hmm. and being able to commit to the training and to commit to fundraising and commit to, you know, organizing all your travel stuff. It's a, it's a lot to put yeah, on. It's so it's, mm -hmm. I definitely commend you for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm pacing myself. Originally I started this in 2015 and I was mm -hmm. hoping to be done by 2020 by my 50th birthday, but yeah. <laughs> 2020 happened. Is that, I was you know, but I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I found that I'm better off spreading it out because if I'm trying to raise money for charities, if I'm doing like 10 a year, people are going to get sick of hearing me. Yeah. Yeah. About charity. So I'm spreading it out more. So taking it all in. Mm -hmm. So that's my story so far. All right. Let's go with um, Adriana next. All right. So, um, so what are you grateful for? Well, first, I'm grateful for psychotherapy. 
I, I, yeah, I just got a new therapist and um, she, her first homework assignment for me was to, I have to go to the coffee shop and read like leisure read three times before I see her again. And like, I instantly froze. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. She's like, you need to make time for yourself. You're, you're, you're burning out. It's all over your face. Like Mm -hmm. even that, like something I enjoy doing, like, I was like, I don't have time. So I guess if, if she's going to grade me on it, I'd get like a C because I, I got, I was late doing some work at soul friend. I got held up there and then I ended up, um, just running late behind and, um, I had some shoppers. The order was taking too long because it was going overseas, a bunch of bullshit. You know, the period happened. I was cranky. So I get to the coffee shop and I'm like, I'll have that be here. And simultaneously, like, I'm closing. I'm like, oh. I'm like, so I took my tea home. I failed. My wife is like, you're supposed to be in a coffee shop. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh. I just like start crying. I right. sit in the couch. I'm like, I'm doing it here. You go upstairs and work. So I, I read the book on my couch. I did half an hour. So that's like a C, I guess. And then today I, I did about 40 minutes. That's what I had I had around. So I didn't do the three times. Not to say I can't. I see her on Wednesday. Tuesday, you never know. I might be able to squeeze it in. It's not looking promising. But, you know, I'll make, I feel like 30 minutes is a start. I think no, I, I, I think it's a solid B. Like I think from yeah, a professor's right, standpoint and the effort that you put in, I give you a solid yes. B because you still followed through with it. You might not have reached the target goal, but yeah. you tried. And that, and I'm that a needs planner. To and that was too much like that was too I'm a planner and there wasn't enough planning involved in that whole like but then I, I don't like to fail either. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. So the pressure of of self care is on. Which that's why I appreciate the psychotherapy. She's she's great. I just got her. I had a guy who I really liked, but um, it was uh Zoom, and it, it the times weren't working. I just didn't love the Zoom, so I just switched over to this lady. And um, I you know to kind of talk about like where where I've come from. Psychotherapy for me is really um important. I started up young. I I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was thirteen, and um, I was always active. I played soccer since I was like ten karate but I was I started getting in trouble in high school I was having a lot of hard time in school um I started doing drugs smoking pot um I really didn't get into alcohol till I was older because I still played soccer and like pot was working to play um and then I got ended up getting involved in like some like bad people and you know just some of the wrong crowd and I started smuggling drugs and I ended up getting busted um on a drug smuggling deal in New Jersey and ended up in federal prison. It's a, I have a book out called uh, Fitness to Freedom. I actually uh, cleaned my act up while I was in prison. Ended up working um, working out myself, learning how to eat right. I mean, I didn't eat bad growth, not, not like a lot of American kids, but, um, you know, obviously when I was on, left to my own devices, I wasn't doing awesome. And um, then I started eating clean, exercising. Um, I ended up getting a job in the federal prison at the gym and just cleaning everything up. I wrote a book about it, Fitness to Freedom. It's on Amazon and at Inkfish Books and Warren. Um, and it changed my life, honestly. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it if I if someone told me to go back tomorrow and like, would you go to prison again? Like, yeah, the way that's how I learned a lot of my life right. lessons. Um, it's how I learned about myself because I had the time. Um, and it really it helped me grow. It helped me learn about more people, more culture. It just really was a different experience. I think a lot of people should go to prison. <laughs> it would really help. Um, and, you know, and it's, or the it military. Teaches, <laughs> yeah, well, it teaches resilience. 
you know, and it teaches you how to navigate personalities. Like there's so oh, many yeah. things to it. And, you know, um, I started, I got my personal training certification right out of prison, basically, um, became a trainer and I just fell in love with it. I love it. I started, um, I started doing, I started running a lot in prison and then I started running outside of prison. Um, I did my first 5k with someone I was actually in with. That was my fastest time too, by the way. <laughs> I basically chased her the whole time. I thought we were going to run and chat and it didn't work out that way. Um, she was extremely fast. So, um, then I started getting into CrossFit and obstacle racing and, um, just a whole bunch of different fitness modalities. Um, you know, now I currently, I, I haven't done a race in a while, but, um, I'm really into move that it's like my favorite new modality, which will, which kind of works with obstacle racing really well. Um, and I just, I really, I enjoy writing. I wrote a second book, Paul actually just edited it, just how to hire a personal trainer. So that should be, I have somebody doing the cover. She's an artist, so she's going to draw it for me. Mm -hmm. And that should be out soon. And yeah, I feel, I feel really, um, you know, I'm not a religious person, I'm spiritual, but I could use the word blessed for yeah. the life I, I was given, you know, um, especially what I've been through. And I, I feel like it's easy for, you know, there's a lot of a way more backstory to it all, but you know, the, the long and the short of it is I had a lot of issues growing up, um, you know, different kinds of abuses, ADHD, and over the years, I, I really didn't like myself when I was younger. And now I'm, I know who I am. You know, I love myself. We all have days. There's days, you know, you're just not in a good mood, period. But I really am I'm proud of who I've become. And I, I really think I can help a lot of other people with that. And um, I'm also currently a business partner at Soul Friend Yoga. Uh, and our mission is to support at-risk communities and do uh, benefits for animal shelters. The animal shelters are really where we've ended up doing a lot more work because it's a lot easier to deal, not deal with, but there's not like the bureaucracy of trying to help people. It's like, especially the, the more in need people are, the more like red tape there is to get to them. It's like, let's cut them off from the world. You yeah. know, it's like, we're trying to help people. And it's like the, the system itself makes it almost impossible for free, for free help. Yep. where animals it's like you tell me you're gonna do a, a yoga class for the puppies of kittens like oh my god thank you like they you know and it's, it's easier not that we're not still trying to help people but it's been a real it's a lot chat more challenging and there's you know we're a small business there's basically two of us and a social media girl so there's a three the three three woman show and um you know so that's basically where i'm at now and i'm still at bristol total fitness and Paul, still paul's trainer <laughs> And yeah, things are good. I'm looking forward to 2024. It's been a, I had a great 2023, man. I can't, I can't tell you enough how awesome it was. 2024 has been a bumpy start, but again, to, to piggyback on my gratitude of the psychotherapy, I'm feeling good with my new therapist and I feel like things will kick up a little faster. So yeah, that's about, that's my story. That's an incredible story. Like, I, and you. I really, I, I agree with you 100% that, you know, I wouldn't trade anything that's happened to me in the past for anything else, because I really feel like that's shaped who I've become down the line. And yes, when you're going through it, it does feel like it's the end of the world. You, you ask yourself, why me? Why is this happening? Like, like, how can I fix this? I, I and those lessons, when you are at your lowest points, when you are going through it, when you're you're interacting with other people and and learning from their mistakes and you know their lives, is really what shapes you who you are oh, as a person. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and so yeah, it's hard what you go through, but it all like when you 
have the ability to look down that pathway and kind of see how far you've come and what those lessons gave you in the long run, it's, you're thankful for it, you know? Yeah. So it's incredible, incredible story. Thank you. Let's hear yours, girl. My story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I am grateful um, for social media because of all of the opportunities of getting to meet the like people like you um, and being able to connect with uh, a bunch of people Um, today. Uh, has been a really great day for me because I've been connecting um, with a bunch of people uh, for my photography stuff and getting um, ahead in my career on that one. And it's all because of the power of being able to reach out to a massive amount of people and pull from their experiences and um, their lives and what they're doing in careers to help propel me forward. So I am thankful for being able to have opportunities to communicate with so many different people in the world. Uh, So that's what I'm grateful for for today. I am Carrie. Uh, I have uh, cerebral palsy. Um, I was born with it when uh, I was diagnosed when I was about three years old. Um, My parents took me to the doctors and said uh, they had taken me before they had taken, obviously the doctors knew that something was wrong when I was born because my leg is shorter than the other. Um, you know, I have my, my left foot is webbed. My right foot's normal. My left foot is webbed, uh, is definitely significantly smaller. So when the, when I first was born, the doctors knew that there was something wrong, uh, with me. They just didn't know exactly what it was at that point. So fast forward a couple of years, my parents finally got me to a children's hospital in Boston and they were the ones that diagnosed me with cerebral palsy. And I don't look like the typical cerebral palsy patient. I realize that a lot of people, when they see me and they realize that I have it, they're like, you don't have cerebral palsy. And it's like, well, I do like cerebral palsy comes in like a bajillion different forms of it. Like it's not just the severe cases that most people are, they see in their daily lives. Like there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of kids and adults that have it severe where they can't move and they can't communicate and they can't do any of that, which is typically what people think of when they hear CP. But what a lot of people don't realize is there is a massive amount of adults and children that are very much similar to my case, where they're still existing and living their lives and just, you know, going through to figure out and adapt to how to live life with what they have, with the limitations that they have. So I have cerebral palsy. Um, I grew up in... Uh, Lowell, Massachusetts was where I'm originally from. Uh, My parents moved us to Vermont when I was about uh, six or seven um, because they didn't like the crime rate that was happening down in Massachusetts. And they wanted us somewhere that was nice and quiet and get us away from the drugs and get us away from all the, the bad things that were happening down there. But we moved to the small town of like Vermont in the middle of nowhere where there's nothing to do whatsoever except get in trouble. (laughs) So, right. Uh, So, you know, I, I did the same. I experimented with all kinds of different things um, growing up and got into the wrong scene and did a bunch of, you know, wild things as a kid and, you know, went out, snuck out, 
of my house when my parents weren't looking, drank on the, you know, the roof of our house that we had with my friends, did it all. And then kind of straightened out when I hit my uh, my 20s and went back to school. Um, I went to school for broadcast design and production in um, a small town in Vermont. Uh, got my degree there and went off to uh, be a photographer, editor, live truck operator for a bunch of news organizations around New England. Um, I've been shooting ever since. That's been my career path. I've added on other elements to it. I teach now at the same school that I got my degree in. Um, but in between all of that, I fluctuated with my weight. Um, you know, there were times where, you know, when I was younger, uh, the mentality of somebody who had cerebral palsy or somebody who had a disability, it was just like, don't push them. Right. Like they, they, what they do is plenty and push anymore, or it's okay because she has CP or whatever it is. Like that push wasn't there uh, from like gym class or any of that stuff. They just you know, wanted to check the box with me at that point. Uh, my mom was my biggest uh, cheerleader. Uh, she always taught me to go for whatever it was that I wanted uh, and that my disability doesn't define who I was. Um, and so that's kind of always stuck with me. And so my weight fluctuated at various points through my early uh, teens and into my 20s. Um, you know, there were times where fitness was predominant in my life and there were other times that it was second, like whatever, like I'm not walking, I'm not running, I'm not doing any of that. Um, but my mobility suffered from that because being heavier set, uh, is not good for somebody with CP because your muscles are weaker and it's harder to move and all that stuff. And around 2017, 2018, my mom got sick with ovarian cancer, shattered my world, absolutely, completely shattered my world because she was my best friend, biggest cheerleader and couldn't even fathom the thought of having to exist in a world without her. Uh, and my life was in chaos. And so I just started running because I didn't know how else to deal with it. It was just one day I was like, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to run and uh, <laughs> I'm just going to process the emotions that I have. And it was the most euphoric, best decision that I ever made in my life. All of the noise that was inside of my head that was just like completely like chaotic was gone. Uh, and I learned that that was my time to kind of process through all of the different things that I was going through and the emotions that I had. And uh, it made me a better mom for it because I was able to have that time to deal with my emotions. And it allowed me to be supportive of my daughter with what she was going through. So that running turned into let's run marathons and do all the crazy things because why not? So um <laughs> I signed up for the Walt Disney World Marathon and I ran that and it was rough. It was not my best showing um, at all. I think it took me blah, seven hours to do that race. It was. But you finished. I finished it. Uh, I was. And that was one of the things my mom, like one of the, the my lessons that my mom always taught me. It's like if you start something, follow it through, finish it. It doesn't matter how you get to the finish line. Like if you get there, you get there. Uh, so it was definitely rough. It was a hard one. Um, but it ignited something after the I'll never do this again thoughts and all that that you get when you're running any kind of an endurance race. Leave your head and you cross the finish line. You're like, 
when am I going to sign up for the next one? Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Uh, so I ended up doing Princess that year uh, and Wine and Dine. And uh, I did Dopey the following year um, at Walt Disney World and uh, ended up doing Chicago and a bunch of other races in between. Well, well it's the, the Dopey Challenge, that's where you run the, all, the 5K, all, 10K. All the things, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a, the 5K, the 10K, the half, and the full. Uh-huh. It's four days, 48.6, one weekend. Yeah. One weekend getting wild. up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's I don't know why we all do it, other than the fact that I'm pretty sure that Disney put something in the water that convinces us to go back year after year. <laughs> <to do. laughs> um, but uh, on top of that, I was doing personal training um and strengthening my leg because after years of physical therapy and just the constant stretching of the hamstring muscle and uh you know surgeries that I had had and more stretching stretching of the hamstrings and and everything uh I learned that personal training and strength training specifically was the best thing for my leg like I still stretch and do all those things but what really set me apart from where I was at and made me stronger was, you know, the lifting heavy and, uh, yeah. the, the, all of those things, um, just completely propelled me forward in, in my journey of fitness. Um, and my gym was really into Spartan races at that time. They used to do a, where he still does the Killington sprint every year with the, the group of, from the gym. Um, so every year around like, June, he'll start training people for Killington and, uh, Killington race for those that don't know and don't know Spartans is one of the harder races, um, in the Spartan course. That's where they held the world championship in 2014. Yeah. That was the first Spartan I ever did. What a bad pick. You picked one. That's for sure. Yeah. You got the full Spartan experience on that one. But anyway, the one I did after that, I was like, man, this is so much easier. Right. Right. Once you do. And like, I have literally used that, that every single race since the first Killington that I have ever done. I have always said to myself, it is not Killington. You can get through this because like, it is not Killington. Um, that race, like there is something about that mountain. It is the only mountain race that I've ever done. And I've done Jersey and a couple of the other ones. And I've done, um, the one down in Pennsylvania. I can't remember the name of uh, Palmerton. I done Palmerton a couple of times. And I have to say that Killington is the only one that has, made me cry, laugh, yell out in rage and cry and laugh at various <laughs> moments along that course. Like it's just, yeah. it is, it is, if you want to learn as, about yourself, like that is yep. the race. <laughs> so, uh, I did the 5k with the group, uh, and loved it. Fell in love with OCR racing, which is surprising because it was Killington. I ended up going back and <laughs> doing the beast course and, um, I, I signed up for some ultras, did a couple of ultras, uh, obstacle course ultras. And oh, I don't even know how many Spartans I've ran at this point. Cause I, I definitely in 2019, like I went for it. Like I had a season pass and I like use, use my season pass to the fullest. That's why I coach laugh so much because I'm always like, Hey coach, I'm going to run this race this weekend. And he's like, I'm not surprised you're doing that. Um, <laughs> so I definitely, I use fitness as a way of grief, getting through grief, basically. Um, And I think a lot of the, I'm going to run this race this weekend because I can. It was because I needed to separate myself from whatever was going on inside my head and 
just be alone in my thoughts. And I honestly feel the closest to my mom. But my mom's not here anymore. She passed away in 2019. I feel I'm the closest to my mom when I, I run and I race because I can hear her cheering. My biggest accomplishment in 2023 was running Boston. Uh, awesome. I was able to get in via the adaptive athletes. So I was able to finally make that dream come true, which was huge because it's something that I never thought I would ever be able to do is run Boston. Uh, and I've been applying for New York for six, seven years and was like, I'm going to apply in 2023 just because if I don't, I'm going to hate myself for not doing it. I probably won't get in. And I got into New York. So I ran yes. in New York City uh, in 2023 as well. It was the polar opposite experience of Boston. Boston was incredible. <laughs> Boston IPR, like it was amazing. New York was just a mess from the start. Like, and <laughs> but that's what life is about, right? Like yeah. life is really about that. You know, some days you have really good moments and sometimes you have really bad moments and it's how you cope with them um, that matters the most. So uh, I definitely I cried a little bit on New York and called some of my friends and had them like walk me through my mental issues that I was having because I was about to walk off the course for that one. So, yeah, this year I'm running Boston again because I, I qualified for my Boston time last year. So I'm going to run it again. Uh, and my big goal race this year is um, the race ready obstacles race that they're holding out in Illinois. Um, that's like a ultra style OCR race. So I'm really excited to get back into the obstacle racing community versus the endurance running community. I love I love running marathons, but I'm ready for a break and ready to go play on adult playgrounds for a while and, and have some <laughs> Yeah. I, I definitely prefer the adult playground right? over just the regular running. Even the trails like mm -hmm. it's like pizza in Italy versus like Domino's, right? you know? It's like it's so much better. Trail running and like obstacle racing. Yeah, I found I agree with mm -hmm. you hundred percent. Like mm -hmm. it just feels better on my body. Well, I don't know about the obstacle race, the trail running. <laughs> I, I usually feel like I've been hit by a, like a, a truck after an obstacle course race. Like yeah. it's pretty brutal. And so I ran like and, and I've been injured, like Paul said, I've been injured a few times um over the course of being your and again, it's probably from over racing. And that's yeah. Like, do not over race. Do not do as I did say what <laughs> like <laughs> it is not good. Um, but you know, like I I ripped my rotator cuff at a, a tough mutter on on Funky Monkey. Oof. Um, I tore my forearm. Um, because I did in world, I did the OCRWC up in Stratton in 2022, and uh, did all of the different races the three the 15k the, all of them and uh on the the family charity lap i was uh, on, it's always a story <laughs> like that isn't it yeah i was on uh dragon's back i think it's dragon's back that they call it where like you have to like basically jump from one platform to the other and uh i jumped and grabbed the pole to catch myself and felt it rip in my forearm Ugh. and was just like that's it and so my daughter was running the course with me and so we get over to the next obstacle and she's like i'm not gonna do this one but you go ahead and i was like i don't think i should probably probably do that i think i probably should sit this one out she's like why i was like i'm pretty sure that i just messed up my <laughs> forearm pretty bad and i did uh it, it cost me an entire year of training basically because mm. um i i 
couldn't put any weight on it. Um, so I just took 2023 as my marathon year I'm running marathons and I'm really excited to just dive back into strength. There's no pulling, there's no tugging, there's no pain. Like I can move it around now and it's perfectly fine. Awesome. So my coach has cleared me to start doing some of the more heavy fun stuff again, which is good. Cause I, I feel weak. <laughs> like I can't lift stuff that I used to be able to lift and things take more effort and I'm, oh, yeah. it's, I'm ready to flip that again. So, yeah. So I I've got my stories kind of like ping ponged all over the place, a tangent <laughs> sort of story in life. Um, but you know, I wouldn't change anything for the world, you know? Well, I, I, I'd love for my mom to be still here, yeah. obviously, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, all I was feeling that when you were talking about, it, I lost my dad in uh, 2013 and, um, that's when I, I joined a CrossFit gym just to have like do personal training, mm -hmm. not to do groups. Um, I ended up leaving after I, I actually won the gym in the gym. We had like a competition in the gym. I didn't want to do it. I got like forced into it. Yeah. And then I won and like kind of quit at that point. Cause I just didn't want, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this. I just wanted to like grieve in my workout and not have like groups and all the excitement of the group mm -hmm. and the, I didn't want to compete against these people. Right. Like I just, in obstacle yes. racing, I was doing it at the same time and it was different because you're competing against yourself and I was okay mm -hmm. with that. But you know, the, the CrossFit, it got me through, the coach was awesome. It got me through the grieving process. And then I needed to just move on. And I, I kind of got with my obstacle course crew at that point and yeah. really started, I got, well, I started obstacle racing in 2012 and when he was sick and I started the CrossFit thing right around the same time, yeah. right? Like right after he passed, I think right around the same time and um it's just that exactly what you said I was really I was feeling what you were talking about yeah help me get through and it's funny I was on the um Killington on that um <clears throat> the sandbag carry the up the hill mm. and um the bag was like I don't know 60 pounds I don't know what mm. the fuck I picked up right and you can't mess with it you can't like you're on you got to take this bag up with you and it was so slippery mm. that I just kept falling and I'm like in my head I'm like yeah and I slammed the bag on my shoulder and it opened. So I didn't tamper it. It snapped. It broke. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, the unfortunate thing is it ran down the back of my leg into Ooh. my shoe. So I had a pretty bloody ankle by the end of the race. I didn't feel it until the end, but um, <laughs> I got up the hill. Was, mm -hmm. I, I, I was convinced my dad broke the bag yeah. on my shoulder because I got up the hill. But it was so, and everyone, it didn't matter what shape you were in. No one was getting up because you were crawling and just sliding backwards. And then I tried to run and I just fall like, you couldn't get up. It was just so slippery. And it, yeah. it was mid that's that at that point I was like, fuck this race. Right. And yeah, then once I, I got to go. the top, I'm like, <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm like, that's it. And I got the second win and I'm, I'm doing this again. And you know, but yeah, I can, I can relate to you, Carrie, with that whole, I was really sympathizing with you and empathizing with you at yeah. that. Cause it, fitness is what got me through the grieving yeah. process. Well, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, and I'm a sharer, obviously I'm a storyteller. Like that's what my background's in. I love telling people stories. I love like journalism. That's my background. Uh, and so, you know, sharing that with people. And I think a lot of people can misconstrue it as, you know, oh, like she's doing this or she's bragging about this. And, and it's really just kind of like your way of being able to grieve and get through that process mm -hmm. and and that yeah. you're not racing because you want people to be like look what she's doing she's doing amazing like this is like this is what she's doing it's because you're literally fighting for survival like you're yeah. just yeah. trying 
to like get through the next day and get through the next whatever it is that you have to get through or like in, in grief, like it never goes yeah. away. Like yeah. it's always there. There are moments like I can be driving down the road and I'll pass by something that, you know, reminds me of her or a song will come on the radio or mm -hmm. some memory will pop in my head and it will be instantly like it was the day that she passed away. And yeah. like all of that emotion comes flooding back in. So it's this learning process of how do you get through grief and how do you train your body to be able to cope with it when, when it, it hits so that you can still function. Um, yeah, it, it fitness it's, it saved me. Like, I don't know how I would have gotten through it. I don't know how I would have supported my daughter through that process. Um, like it's made me a stronger person than I definitely was five years ago, six years ago at this point. Absolutely. Um, but I, I feel you on the whole Killington thing, man. Like I, like, <laughs> like walking up, I remember in 2000, was it 2018? No, it's 2019's beast. We, they like leaked the map somehow. Somebody leaked the map on social media. And, um, so everybody knew what the the course was like and everybody was like, haha, like we went up like on like what the course is, like, we know what's going to happen. And like, it's going to like, we know what to anticipate. And so the Spartan staff did what Spartan staffs do and switched the course around or left something off of the map and didn't tell the rest of us. So me and my friend, they were running the race together. We're all excited. We're running down the final like piece of woods to get through. Like you can hear shine down playing. I, I still remember it was like, it was uh, the Alice song that they, they play. Like I can remember singing it with my friend and we were like, we love Brent Smith. Both of us are like adore Brent Smith. We think he's the cutest lead singer ever. So like we're screaming <laughs> Brent Smith's name down the woods. We're so happy. We're like, we're almost there. We're almost there. And, uh, an ultra runs by us and they're like, you're not. <laughs> and we're like, excuse you. Like we saw the map, like we we're almost done. And the ultra's like, you're not even close. And we're like, he's lying. And so like, I'm trying to like, you know, be like, yeah, it, it's fine. Like, you know, we're almost done. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But in my head, I'm starting to do like the math of the obstacles that we haven't hit yet. And I'm right. like, we haven't done this one yet. This one yet. This one yet. We haven't done the sandbag carry. We haven't done tire. Like we had like all of these obstacles. And I'm like, I think this guy is right. <laughs> so get to the bottom of the hill. And sure as shit, like we're not going right towards the festival area. We are going straight back up the hill oh, yeah. and like for another mile and a half. And it was at mile 13, I think. And um, I remember like everybody was like, we must have taken a wrong turn. There's no way that like we're going to continue. This is wrong. This is wrong. And we're like, we're like, no, this is this is right. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Just shut up and get up get up the hill like that's what we need to do and I was so angry at that point and at simultaneously like ready to cry and just like because we had had the worst weather too like it had it was warm at the bottom and then it was snowing at the top of the mountain oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I had gotten like I angry climb like when I get to like a point where like I'm uncomfortable like I will tune out everybody around me and just like, and if I have a partner, I'm always like, I'm not trying to like leave you in the dust. It's just, I'm in my head and I, I just need to get to the top of it. And I will wait for you at the top of the mountain. And so I angry climbed and I put way too much distance between me and my, 
And so I got to the top and I was hanging out waiting for her. And it was like a freaking blizzard at the top of the mountain. Uh. Like all of us were like huddled in the corner of like where the the building is for the, you know, the the food concession stand place. Trying to like not get barreled by all the snow and try to keep our temperatures and our bodies semi warm as we're waiting for everybody to get up. And so she finally gets to the top and she's dying. And I feel so bad because I'm looking at him like, you good? You ready? Let's go. And I'm like, I'm freezing. Let's go. And she's like, I just need a second to to like warm up. And I'm like, I'm just going to run down this hill over here. And like, I just to warm my body up and I will catch you <laughs> with the next <laughs> obstacle because like I am frozen at this point. And I never regained back my stamina after after that one, that point on it was like this little decline down and like I got to her waist and could barely like lift a sandbag like it took like I was throwing yeah. my body onto the ground and could not get that thing up I was like I don't understand what's wrong like I am throwing all of my weight into this nothing so yeah it was crazy all right so yeah we start wrapping things up now and uh... We're looking forward to like an awesome podcast. Yeah, I'm pumped. Coming up. Yeah, yeah, we have totally. some yeah. awesome it's guests. Yeah, yeah. So this is exciting. So stay tuned. Awesome. Carrie, I'm really excited that we finally get to do this in person. I am so excited that we finally got to meet. It's been a long yeah. time coming. It's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. I'm I'm really it excited. Is. I think all of our personalities are, are going to be, it's, it's going to be, be good. good. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know if you guys want to just shout out quick your um, contacts if you want to contact you. I still have to finish setting up the inspiring journey stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm not a huge social media person. You can find me at Facebook, but uh, you can find my company Soul Friend Yoga on Instagram. And um, you can always reach out and DM me through there. And my uh, email is Soul Friend Yo- Adriana at soulfriendyoga.com. And if you're listening to our podcast, capital S-O-U-L, we'll get you 20% off at our store. And uh, uh, Carrie Nelson, uh, you can see me over on uh, Instagram at running underscore with underscore the underscore rock star. Uh, that, that's the best place to, to find me. Awesome. Yep. And then I'm at the Roadrunner. It's R-H-O-D-E. So I'm going to be keeping that up. And pretty soon we'll have Inspiring Journeys, Facebook and Instagram also so that you all can follow. So lots of great things to come. Right. Thank, thank you so much, guys. Awesome. And it's time to discover your journey. Let's inspire together. Bye, guys. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. All right. Sounds bye, good. Bye. Bye. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. And remember be excellent to each other. And.